When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And with the international break out of the way, this week we can concentrate on City's pursuit of three more trophies, having secured the Carabao Cup just a few weeks ago. We will also touch on the contribution that the late, great Bernard Holford had on our football club. Legend is a word we can describe this man, who dedicated almost five decades of his life to Manchester City. With that in mind, I'm joined by three guests, all of whom are so far removed from the description legend, it's unbelievable. (laughs) They are, first of all, Andy Barron. Hello. Also, David Blakeney. Hello. And finally, a view from a blue... Stephen Allwise. Hello. The Man City Show is back for the season by Ladbrooks. Go to bet.citypodcast.net for all the latest odds and offers. Um, can we start with Bernard? Um, any of you actually meet him in person? I met him on a number of occasions. Any, any of you meet him particularly? Yeah, David? Yeah. You, any, any, particular, any particular reflections that you want to share? Yeah. I mean, my reflection yesterday, actually, when I saw on Saturday the crowd and what happened, uh, with the scarves and everything else he did for him, I've met him a few times in the old regime. To think that Sheikh Mansour comes in, takes over the club, keeps him on, and not only does he keep him on, he continues to let him do the job he did, made in life president, let him pick the FA Cup in, and then they do this unbelievable tribute to him with every single player, and Pep had to wear the scarf as a big thank you for what he's done for the club. I don't know many clubs who are taken over by multi-billionaires and still keep the heart of the club there. And I hope lots of people watch that and say, good on them. I mean, I don't think many people will have done almost five decades with the club, though, either. You know, literally, from, you know, the the, the 19... No, but but they've kept a lot... Look at Summerby. He's an integral part of that club. Sure. He played in the 60s, and he's still involved. What I'm saying is, they made a pledge to keep the heart of the club... From, from all the historic stuff and the legend stuff, they're keeping it there. They keep the players keep going. Every director who was a director became a life president, vice president. They let them continue to sit in the director's box. They said, we are not discarding the old, we're integrating them into the new. And that is amazing. And I think it's a great statistic. He is the only person... Uh, who's not a player or a manager to actually lift the FA Cup, which I think is a, yeah, was yeah. a great... I mean, st- incredible, fantastic. isn't Fantastic, wearing obviously his red and black scarf. Yeah. And I think, again, the club, and my understanding is I think there was a social media campaign and the club picked up on it, and it was a fantastic collaboration between the fans, yeah. uh, the, the club, and then also Fulham as well, yeah. to be fair. They, they didn't have to stick, you know, however many thousand <laughs> red and black s- scarves no. on, on, on the seats, but, but they did. But and, City and, do that. They get hold of... The, City provided the scarves for them. I think it's amazing. And I think Brian Kidd must have had a lot to do with that as well. You could see he was the one handing out the scarves to the players. I think, was he yeah. wearing it during the game as well? Yeah. And they had a minute silence in training that week. So I think he must have been closer um, to but that generation. But also Pep made some of them put the scarves on. 
he was also and I think Pep went to visit Bernard Halford in hospital um, a few weeks back and, and talked for an hour or so there was yeah. a, a story in the paper so yeah the way that the club has retained that you know despite being this global beast has retained that local small yeah. community feel it's called values isn't it I, I had the opportunity a bit like you David sort of in, in the time when I was working with the club sort of helping support the junior blues and, and, and so on and, and I, I was speaking to uh, my good friend Roger Reed, who's a regular on the show now and Roger has actually written an article on Bernard um, for King of the Kipax um, wow. so you can look out for that uh, when it next comes out I'm not going to give too much away but, but Roger talks about how Bernard was kind of great with dealing with people. He describes as someone he's impossible to fall out with. Um, and and the, one particular story, and I, so I won't share all of it because you need to read it in King of the Kipaps, but one of the stories he said was uh, he went out of his way. You, you'll remember Kasi Dana? Yeah, yeah, uh, who yeah. Joined po- Amazing. Po- Polish Polish, international. Yeah. Yeah. And in those days, there weren't many foreign players. He was players. an incredible player. But the issue is that Bernard went out of his way to make him feel really welcome in Manchester, recognising as a lad sort of away from his homeland. And it was a sort of thing he did. He really went out of his way for, for, for people. Um, and uh, he'll be sorely missed. I mean, a, a genuine legend, as I said before. And I, I'm sure uh, the Cardiff game on Wednesday night, I understand there's going to be more tributes there. Obviously, the first home game. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a minute silence and uh, red and black adorning the, uh, the, the ground. So, so our thoughts um, are with Bernard's family um, and his friends, um, a true legend. And uh, what, what a contribution to, to a football club. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so listen, should we, uh, should we talk about some football as well? Should we, should we start, um, Yogi, with uh, Fulham? Uh, it was three points, but not the most memorable fixture on the calendar, it's fair to say. It, it was three points, and that's the, that's the most important thing. And you also think that they gave Liverpool a reasonable game. Um, and it was just... The only, obviously, the disappointment is we didn't, we didn't stick a few more on the, the goal difference. In the first 15 minutes, I thought, oh, we were on for a another five plus here and then it sort of faded away and I don't, I don't know what it was, it was I mean you've got the two players you've got uh, De Bruyne coming back he didn't, again he didn't look quite up to the pace the Porter again uh, but I um, mean the one thing that disappointed me was we had about 11-12 corners and it, they were all the same it was all lump it in hoping Otamendi or the Porter would get on the end of it and you think some, a coach like Pep would start trying to do something different with these? I mean, we always look dangerous from free kicks, mm. but the and it was it was, it was that there was it was sort of a bit flat, especially the second half, which was just a nothing and a bit slight worry about uh, Sergio. Sure, so, took took the foot off the gas a bit, David. Second half, understandable, or should we have sort of gone for gone for the jugular and uh, and, and stuck another six past them, as Yogi suggests? Well, normally we are relentless. But we just completely switched off. It's almost, they said, we're 2-0 at all. Let's just play within ourselves. They really didn't seem to want to do any more, did they? And you always get a little bit worried when if they freak to quit goal, you don't know. It, they should have gone for that third and then they could settle down a bit more because, you know, then it would have been safer. But still, I, maybe it's one of those games when they thought they could take it easy. They didn't want to go mad they know they got two games this week maybe that's what it is two yeah. two games in a week yeah two nil you always worry that you know it's one set piece away or one yeah. defensive mistake away from being nervy but 
Um, yeah, I, I agree. You'd like the third before you coast so much. But, you know, Fulham, I don't think Edison had a real save to make. There was one he kind of palmed away in the first half. But, um, yeah, it was, as Pep said afterwards, the first 20 minutes showed that we were on it. Um, we got the goals and, you know, I think it's very understandable with the amount of games and how tough those games are coming up soon, then you can see why the players would just try and save energy. And in terms of who stood out, I mean, people talk about uh, Bernardo, who I think scored one and made one. I say I think, I'd have to sort of declare my hand here, I actually wasn't at the game. Uh, I, I had another, another event. I was down actually in Brighton at the weekend. Um, Scouting, presumably, yeah, exactly. for the last game of the season. Uh, exactly. No, did, Bernard, that was, on, that was, was on my mind. Bernardo was, as he's been all season, brilliant. That little spark, the energy, the, you know, the one player who almost didn't coast through the game and kept trying to make things happen and you know took his first goal very well. Um, he's It's funny, he's become almost the first name on the team sheet now. Well, Pep um, said that. I think Pep's gone, got actually, it's actually in the papers at least, sort of talking about that and that was the headline that he says he can't drop him. He, has, he's, he is indeed the first name. You'd have said at the start of the season, the midfield three would be Fernandinho, De Bruyne, David Silva. Mm. Obviously, De Bruyne has missed virtually the whole year, so Bernardo's been in and he's been phenomenal, probably our player of the season. And now De Bruyne's back, you know, Bernardo's shifted to the wing, but you know he's basically in ahead of Sane because he gives you so much, um, works harder than anyone, looks dangerous every time he gets the ball. You, know, you can't drop him or you can't rest him at the moment. Who else, David? Who, who else stood out for you? Well, Aguero, that goal was just, just class. I mean, you just marvel at that sort of goal because I don't know where we got it from, but that, I thought that was amazing. I thought Sterling was not great. He was OK, didn't really do much. I'll be honest, I found it quite hard to pick anyone else out. I think Sinchenko's very good, actually. I mean, his crossing now is becoming a bit, you know, legendary. He's, he's really... I think he's the one most improved player we've got at the moment, and that's quite encouraging, so pleased about that. I think what's interesting also, Yogi, is that I think we've pretty much got everybody fully fit now as well. Uh, I think the only one who's allegedly still on the treatment table is, is Fabian Delph. Yeah. And I suppose that you, there is an argument that says, is he actually injured or is this kind of a bit of a ploy to just well, sort of... Uh, he's strapped to the injuries. Well, <laughs> he's Mendy. Mendy's fit. Mendy's yeah, back training. Whether yeah. he was fit to, to start, he wasn't even on the bench, was he, at the weekend? But mm. he, he is apparently back in training and, and, and training fully and he's kind of in contention is the way that Pep's been describing yeah. it at the last press That's conference. So, so the fact that everybody's fit, that kind of does that give us a problem or is that an opportunity, would you say, for Pep? No, it's an opportunity. We've got two games a week till the end of the season basically and I, mean, I said you know, De Bruyne and Laporte looked a bit rusty but the one who didn't look rusty when he came home was Fernandinho mm. he was straight back into it and he just looked rested and ready to go again because just even before the injury he was looking a bit sluggish because he plays virtually every game yeah. and he was looking and he, but now he came back on he was just straight back in there and he looked sharp and I think because he will play most of the games from here on in and he, he looked good so I think it's, it's an opportunity So in terms of uh, the league then before we move on to other competitions and I know we've only got what six games to go so I think we're going to have to talk about this every week now and it's uh, seven we've, got, we've got seven now yeah, Liverpool got six. Oh yeah I've become, so I was a Liverpool supporter so I'll tell you yeah. <laughs> they've got six we've got seven you're quite right um, so 
some of the people on Twitter are asking us if this was a cup competition, would you argue that Liverpool's name is on it, the league? You think of the result you, you they had. So, yeah. You think of the way they won that game well, against Spurs at the weekend. Watching it's it like, yesterday, you just I just said to the people I'm watching it with, yeah, they were feeling confident, and I said they always have something there. That bit of luck right at the end, and of course that was a ludicrous goal to give away. I mean, I just thought they've got to have their name on it when you're giving goals. I mean, last three games. Fulham, they gave a penalty the last few minutes. You know, some of these games, the, the Everton game, you just think, have they got their name on it? To me, I think they have at the moment. I don't think we've had as much luck, have we? They say we're, they say we're having all the luck this year. Certainly with our cup draws, you, you could argue that, but not, not in the league, not the same as Liverpool, surely. Yeah, it's, it's, in a sense, we've said all season they can't keep doing it, not playing particularly well. Look, they've, they've played well, they've pretty much matched us or, or been ahead of us most of the season. But you think they're not playing great, they're, not, they're probably going to drop a couple of points here and every single time, mostly through fortune and, and the opposition making mistakes, they just find a way to win. Um, and if they could have just dropped a couple of points there, it gives us a bit more leeway in, in it the tougher fixtures. It gives us a whole fixtures. game, doesn't it? Um, it's a clean game. So you, you keep thinking, well, they can't carry on playing poorly and, and winning, but they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're tense. You can feel how nervous the players are clopped all of his comments, the fans almost put this weight of expectation on, on the team. So, look, they, I'll say it again, they can't carry on playing you know, as, as averagely as, as they are and, and still doing their job. Um, Darren Watson on Twitter, Yogi, says that uh, he's very worried that the footballing gods are, not, are on their side, talking about Liverpool. And do any of us share his concern or do we have a lot more faith and confidence than, than he does? Because we've got a great squad. We've got everybody coming in and putting the other side here. If we win our game in hand, we, we are ahead and we still have the initiative. It is still in our hands. Why are people starting to say, yeah, it, it's Liverpool's... I mean, yeah. come, come with me here. Come on. We, we, we're going to win mean, the league, I, aren't it, we still? It, it, we are going to win it. I mean, I think... I, mean, you know, I say, look at Fulham. They, they, were, they were really tight against them. We just strolled it. <clears throat> but I think all this thing about footballing goals... I mean, I even saw a thing in, on the BBC side this morning. It, it, is it... Are Liverpool fated to win the league? I think, this is rubbish. <laughs> I mean, we, we're, we're the ones who are ahead. We, we, if we win a big game, we win it. And, 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 it, and it's, it's this sort of pro me. Everybody, everybody loves Liverpool, and yeah, we. I think that they're the ones under pressure, and it's they're going to come undone. They can't keep having all the. I mean, you say that oh, the, the name on the cup. No, I think when's their luck going to run out? <clears throat> David's looking uncomfortable here. Mm. How many games have we won in the league on the on the bounce? Well, we've, have we won something like we eighteen won... out of nineteen games this year, or something? Is that but that the statistic? We, yeah, I mean, we I think we won the last eight or nine or ten. We've got to be on a run where we're going to be winning seventeen, eighteen games on the bounce. That that's hard. It's not easy. But are, are Liverpool going to win every one of their games between now and the end of the no, season? No, I think they might drop, but I think we've got more. We've got. Slightly more difficult. United away is the most difficult. Spurs away is not Spurs easy. At, with Spurs at home. That's why Spurs at home. Not easy, away as well. not easy because they certainly desperate to come back. And Spurs's bad luck might have run out against Liverpool. Yeah. Um, Palace away is a bit difficult for us. Yeah. yeah. They've not got easy games as well, but maybe I'm just a typical 
old-fashioned well, well, city fan. Well, just for the record, just just, just while we're on it, Liverpool have got Southampton away, Chelsea at home, as you say, Cardiff away, Huddersfield at home, Newcastle away, and then Wolves at home. It isn't the most difficult running, is no, it? No, no. Yeah? And again, just for us, so we know, we've got, obviously, Cardiff coming up this week, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, Palace away, Spurs at home, Stretford away, Burnley away, Leicester at home, and then Brighton away. Yeah, it's, the, Burnley, it's the more, it's the more yeah. difficult it running, is, yeah. there's no question. I'm afraid is there's one or two bad results in that one. So you're saying, David, quite clearly that the league's Liverpool's and we're not going to get the quadruple. I reckon two or three points it could win it by. Really? I'm Yogi, afraid. you're going City. I'm going City. Because you always do and you're a good man and we love you for that. So, Stephen, you get the costing vote there. So in terms of this league, you've got to kind of... It'll change every week, we know that. But just sitting here today, pre... And we're recording this, obviously, a couple of days even before the Cardiff game. Your thoughts sitting here now, who's going to win the Premier League? In your own in your own time, City, yeah, because we've got more match winners in the team and in the squad. So when we're not playing well, we can rely on our players just to produce a moment of magic. Liverpool at the minute seem to be relying on the opposition to make a mistake. (laughs) So while we sort David Blakeney out in the break, yeah. We've got a three-one situation here, Blakes. That's fine. And we're going to take. I'll a break. be more than glad to be wrong. So we're going to sort you out now because we're going to have a break. <laughs> the Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Let's talk about our next fixture then, which is at the Etihad. Uh, against Cardiff City, who had a bad result at the weekend. Uh, their manager was not happy for all the, <laughs> all the right reasons. Uh, so it's good to wind him up. And uh, they are getting themselves in a bit of trouble. We know what our situation is. Your thoughts and reflections uh, before that, that game, Andy? I think at home we should, we should beat them. And I, I really hope it's through two goals that are clearly offside and a controversial penalty. <laughs> just to really wind Uncle Colin up. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting, Nick Goldstone has actually sort of just tweeted as well that the goal difference could be absolutely crucial. Um, and, you know, do we take our foot off the gas and, and so on? So, so actually, here is an opportunity, isn't it, taking Nick's point. And you made the point earlier on yourself, David. We've really got to, here is an opportunity, surely, not to take our foot off the gas. And if we get that early goal, clearly, they, I suspect they're going to come with 11 men behind the ball. It's going to be difficult to break them down. They're fighting for their lives down there. They'll want something out of the game. But we really want to try and crack on and get uh, get a hatful of goals here to, to put even more pressure on Liverpool. Yeah. Your, your, just to remind your favourites, the league <laughs> I think it'd be interesting to see how Warnock handles it because his interview was very interesting where he was almost well we ain't going to get anything out of City so let's rest a few people and it, it, it was almost like written it off but that might be just his psychology I have to say he was magnificent yesterday I thought his interviews were great and I, I agree with him um, it just depends how they approach it I mean if he really wants to be negative from just shove everyone behind it'd be hard for us but listen we should beat them we beat them five nil away if we can't beat them at home we don't deserve to win it <laughs> big opportunity for us Stephen or a bit of a banana skin both so, um, they're not very good are they we can talk about them packing the defence or war not that they're you know they're battling relegation for a reason um, I think we'll make a few changes so it might be an opportunity for you know Sane Jesus that sort of player to come in maybe Mahrez and, and try and make an impression and you get the sense if 
they probably wouldn't ease up in the second half if you know if it's 2-0 at the break but it, it's also the type of game we probably need to score early because if if they do pack defense and it just the longer it it kind of grows as nil nil then it just becomes more nervy so again same as fulham just just try and start quickly get the breakthrough and i think it was was it after about 25 minutes half an hour at cardiff that it was still nil nil and then aguero scored and, and floodgates opened it may well be similar but yeah, you know, we don't really deserve to win the league if we can't beat Cardiff at home. And the other thing with it, they're probably a little bit deflated, did, and a little bit tired because that was a hard game for them. Yeah. They put everything into it. If we don't win it, then that's our own problem. Because. And what are your thoughts on team selection? I mentioned before the fact that we've got everybody back, David. Stephen's given you kind of two or three names that might feature. At this stage, is it going to be his best 11 or he has to rotate? And, and which personnel do you think you, will you, do you think you'll see? He'll get me words out. <laughs> Where do you see the changes in personnel? Well, it's almost, I think he might play a, a strong team and play a slightly weaker team for the Brighton game. Because, you know, if you think Sarney's ideal for Wembley wide pitch, I wonder if he, that's what he will do. I think he said he might make a few... Changes for the Cardiff the or squad. the Brighton game. Cardiff. Cardiff. It's impossible. Yeah, You've got yeah. a big squad. I must admit, Jesus looked very good when he came on. Mm. He... Uh, and and Mendy's back as well, of course, potentially in, in, in reckoning. What are your thoughts, Yogi? How's, how's he going to play this? Is it strongest team? Is it weaker team against Brighton, which we'll come on to? Or do you think you'll make It'd the be changes? Interesting one with Mendy, if he replaces Zinchenko. Um, I'm not sure he will at the moment. I think Zinchenko's on a, on a roll. I think he's more likely to bring Sane in. Uh, give Sterling a rest, give Aguero, if he's carrying something, a rest, get Jesus, and possibly Mares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that sounds about right. In terms of Aguero, I, I don't think it's a serious injury. Was it not precautionary, I think, is the impression I'm getting from... It's difficult to tell, of course, but I, th- I got the impression it was kind of, look, we've got a few games coming up, I've scored a goal, we're not going to lose this one, kind of give him a rest. It's kind of how I read it. I may be wrong, but that's what I saw it as. That's that's what no, that's what's come out in the media. I don't think we know any more at this stage. No, he said he he, he felt something. Yeah. But then, you know, just in terms of changes, you look at someone like De Bruyne just probably needs to play. He does and needs yeah. another seventy minutes, maybe yeah. seventy minutes, maybe Fernandinho, you say you'll play the first half and we'll take you off because mm-hmm. he needs to get back up to it. Um but you look at the the bench at the weekend against Fulham. You know, you've got Danilo and Stones could easily come in and you wouldn't really notice a difference. You've got Fernandinho, who's your first choice when he's fully fit. You've got Mares Jesus Sane. It's, you know, real strength if you wanted to... It was a conversation I was having with a mate at the weekend down in Brighton, funnily enough, was this second eleven that we have. And, and I know people have had this conversation before, but if City put two 11s out, let's just say... They're not allowed, of course. So that team that you just... Where, where would we finish in the Premier League? So let's assume, obviously, David Blakeney aside, we're saying we'd win the Premier League. David says second. So our second eleven then, that has, you know, obviously the Mares in it and the, the Danilo and the Stones and Murich is in the bad keeper, etc. So that eleven, uh, where would we finish up? Is, is Pap still coach? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, he's uh, definitely... Probably top four, but I think we, we'd get a Euro, Europa place. You reckon we get both in the top four? Uh, yeah. Yeah? David? Yeah, I mean, that second string, when we play all our second string, so to speak, yeah. we're not as good. There's a big difference. Some of those players who are in first choice do always make that difference. You know, when we play some of the cup games, we're not so good with the sort of second 11, who are 
we'll, we'll probably be in the top four, but certainly not. So you're still it. going top four then? Top four, yeah. Yeah. For so second, second and fourth. Second string could be yeah. So first team second. No, no. First team second, yeah, and second team fourth. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, why not? I'm just still laughing yeah. at this. Well, it's only, it could only be one point difference for the first. <laughs> yeah. Stephen, where are we going to finish with this second string 11 of ours? I think probably six or seven. Yeah, I'm with it's you. It's the midfield. If you've got Gundogan, Foden and one other, it might just might just be a slight struggle for them to get top four. I think you're right. Listen, that's that's the league done and dusted then. We will, re- we will revisit this every week for the next few weeks till we sort of come to that amazing uh, crescendo down at Brighton, which I sussed out for you at the weekend. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about... Well, listen, we're back at Wembley. Stephen, we're back at Wembley again. Another Second semi-final. Home. Yeah, the Etihad of the South, as they call it now. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Etihad of the South, this Saturday, 5.30 kickoff against the mighty, the mighty Brighton and Hove Albion. Yeah, mighty indeed. And the, Again, we've been quite lucky with the cup draw. Lowest-ranked team still in it. Um, you know, a one-off game. People will say, you know, you never know what can happen. Brighton does. You know, it doesn't take a lot. But you know, we of course we should beat them. Talking to the fans this weekend down in Brighton, they don't want to win it. You know, obviously they don't want the extra games. No, of, of the they, they, they don't want the distraction. They want Premier League survival. It's very clear. Every single Brighton fan I spoke to want Premier League survival ahead of anything else give them that all day long no it's nice nice day out they've sold more tickets than us there'll be more of them than, than us down there um, you know it's, it's, it's a long trip it's expensive we're in lots of competitions it, it's difficult isn't it but, but you know they're, they're up for it big time so uh, Yogi we're done, done and dusted aren't we I know you're always the cup's always almost overflowing with you never mind half four it's another, another trophy already in the cabinet as far as you're well, concerned we, we, should, we should beat them I think, I think we don't want his extra time yeah. That that's the the only worry I have for for, for Saturday. I think we will will beat them, but it, just less less playing time. Less let's playing get it done with get the, off with yeah, the game yeah. on Tuesday. And no injuries as well, obviously. Oh, no, and no injuries. Yeah. Anything to add, David, in terms of the uh... same day? I mean, being seen. I'm looking forward to the game. Actually, I think I don't know how we're we doing with this. Do you know ticket sales? Are we? There's a lot of tickets still available. I, I think there are. Yeah. I've, I've bought six. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't that difficult. No, I bought so, two. It wasn't difficult. <laughs> uh, not for and, myself, obviously. Yeah. For, for family. And I think the problem for me with that sort of, with the fans now, it, it's just so expensive, isn't it? It is. People keep coming to Wembley and go to all the other games. But it's so a real shame. The, the month we've had Fulham away, Brighton away at Wembley, Spurs away in the the cup, yeah. Palace away a couple of weeks later, potent, very possibly the Wembley final. That's. So I mean, five is, games in a yeah. month. I mean, it's ridiculous, really. And I, it goes back to one thing, in my opinion. We should, I cannot believe that we have to keep having semi-finals at Wembley, but they're never going to change it. No. But also money. the time as well. It's a half yeah. five, you know, people trying to get yeah. back to Manchester after well, the game. Well, that's a big, that's a good point. Spurs as well in the so Champions League. So they finish League. at 7.30. You've got extra time at 8. You've got a train. What time's the last train? It's quite not, tight, isn't it? The Watford enough. game, coming back from to London, from Manchester, the last... You had to rush to get the train, and there was one train back at eight thirty. It's not easy. No, it's not easy. Um, so, can I talk about one other thing as well? Um, again, it's just a, a, our friend Barca Dummy who uh, tweets in quite regularly. Um, just talk about one of our rivals. Uh, is it now official that Tottenham's team and manager are entirely overrated? No, no, 
their manager's brilliant and we're lucky that United haven't gone for him. Yeah. Not well, one, he's not won anything yet. I'd he's say won consistent. Nothing. He's won nothing. To get that squad as far as... They might even not get... They may not get top four here. The squad, uh, they might be six. Poch- what Pochettino has done with Spurs, what is it, the last three seasons they've finished top four ahead of teams that you know, be, should be ahead of them in the table? Could be six this year, easily. Could be, but we... Going backwards. You Would you rather United have appointed Solskjaer or Absolutely, absolutely, all day long. Pochettino's brilliant. Okay. I'm not sure if he's that brilliant. I think they're overperforming, I think is what they've done. Because of the manager. They've overperformed for the last three seasons. Okay. David, you also had a view? I'm like you. I think he's good, but I don't think he's good enough because they have had chances to do better. They should have won the league the Leicester season. They've in the Cups, never really performed in the Cups that well. Um, now they'll probably do well in the Champions League <laughs> but in the domestic cups they see they turn it on sometimes this is what I'm saying they have some of these games and they are unbelievable in Europe and then the next week they're rubbish and I, so they let, are let, just inconsistent let, that's a mentality thing but that's down to the manager as well as yes, this brilliant is. manager that's that Stephen talks about that's what I think they're bottlers I'm, they're I'm sticking up for you Spurs fans you are so let's look forward then to, to the Champions League then as well while we're here. Uh, at the, have, have you heard what they're going to call the new ground? It's just, it's about just been announced this afternoon. The, no. Yeah, the Coca-Cola Stadium. Really? Two, 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 is it also April the 1st today, two, Nigel? Two, 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 <laughs> of the, two of the biggest bottlers in the country. So that's why they're hey. oh. oh, Terrible. Yes, so I don't know what it's going to be called. April Fool's gets the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Stadium. 12 noon. I know it has. <laughs> uh, so uh, I suppose White Hart Lane, isn't it? I guess yeah, it's, it's the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I is think. it really? Yeah. No. Only until they get a sponsor. Yeah, but they've been looking in the market for at least two years for someone. So, listen, far too much talking about Spurs here. Uh, who, to be fair, the reason being we, are, we face them uh, in the Champions League uh, at their new stadium, which I have to say looks fantastic, doesn't it? From what I've seen, looks absolutely brilliant. Mm, yeah. uh, looking forward to, to going there and seeing that. Um, got your ticket, Yogi? I'm not here. You're not here? I'm in Europe. Very good. <laughs> You're in Europe, so am I. I'm uh, away. No, I'm going. I'm going. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get it to Fulham, but I'm definitely going to there. So, uh, listen, thoughts ahead of that before we, before we close then, Yogi? I mean, it's going to be a, a rocky night, isn't it? A European night, their second proper game in the stadium. It's one of those you'd, you'd take a draw. They're going to make yeah, it difficult for yeah. us, yeah. aren't they? I think it's a good shout, to be fair. Draw, draw would do you, David? Yeah, definitely a draw. Yeah, they're a really good team with a great manager. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure for my three guests, to Stephen Allwise, to David Blakeney and to Yogi Barron. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all very soon. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.